I am Michael London, and welcome to Spidcast, the future of collaborative video production, brought to you by IndieSource Magazine, where they believe free is better. On this episode, we'll visit with the writer and director of Side by Side, Chris Keneally, and we'll also have a very special guest. He's an actor, a personality, great cook, and an all-around cool cat, uh, plus the creator, writer, and actor of The Maurizio Show, Melanie Minichino. Thanks for being with us today on Spidcast. First up is Chris Keneally. Chris, welcome to Spidcast. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been working in the film business in New York City for about 13 years. I've done a lot of post-production supervision, and also I made a documentary a few years back called Crazy Legs Conti, Zen and the Art of Competitive Eating. Um, and my most recent uh, movie is Side by Side. That uh, It's a documentary about the art, science, and impact of digital technology on movie making. And Chris, tell us about how collaboration has benefited you and your project, specifically Side by Side. You know, on the most recent project, uh, Side by Side, I partnered with Keanu Reeves, and the idea for the movie really developed out of conversations he and I were having um, just about movie making and the way the technology's changed and the impact that that's having uh, all across the board on, on workflows. So um, it was a good partnership because, you know, having Keanu's name obviously helped us be taken a little bit more seriously when we were reaching out to get interviews, you know, especially when we have people like Martin Scorsese or James Cameron or David Lynch. Um, I'm sure Keanu's name uh, goes a little bit further than mine, but also, you know, Keanu's on other projects, which, you know, he had to entrust a lot of the directing and writing um part of the job to me so you know i think we both worked really well together and so how was it working with keanu reeves in a different capacity than actor keanu produced the movie and you know he, he was the first one who you know during the conversation we were having i said hey chris you know why don't you and i should make a documentary about this topic and you know go out and grab interviews you know with these people and that's just kind of uh i don't think people know really that that side of Keanu, but, you know, he's really curious, kind of scientific um, brain, and he really wants to know how everything works. We were working on a movie called Henry's Crime that he was acting in and producing, and uh, I was the post-supervisor on it, and while we were working there, you know, he wanted to know how everything worked in the lab at Technicolor and how the mix works and the color correction and all of that stuff, so he's, uh, you know, he's a really good producer, and I think it's a, a side of him uh, people will see in this movie that they probably didn't know before. Terrific. And I, I know there's a backstory prior to you working with a name like Keanu. So tell us a little bit about your journey. So I, I, I was in Boston um, after college and I was writing, you know, trying to write short stories and things like that and had a chance to help write a script for someone's, you know, college uh, film school movie and working with that, them on that, I, I, I really realized that this was something I wanted to do with my life. So I started, you know, volunteering at um, this place called Boston Film and 
video where I would answer the phones, but then I also got to be the TA on classes, and um, I got to you know learn cinematography and things like that and use all their equipment. I started making short films, and then I moved to New York and worked for free as an intern at a place called the Shooting Gallery, um, and they eventually hired me on to be a post-production coordinator, and that gave me the opportunity to... Um, work with a bunch of different directors on independent films and really work closely between the director and the producer and become post-production supervisor. And all during that time, I was making, um, you know, some short films of my own. And like I said before, I made a documentary called Crazy Legs Conti, which ended up doing pretty well and getting into a bunch of film festivals, Tribeca and Los Angeles and, you know, Australia and we ended up selling that to A&E um, in America and Channel 5 in the U.K. So I continued to, you know, make short films while working as a post-production supervisor. And and the reason I was able to meet and work with Keanu is I was post-supervising the movie that he was acting in and producing. So it hasn't been an overnight success, but it's kind of been a steady climb and doing whatever I had to do to, to um, you know, be in the game, I guess. And would you say that that path is still available to those jumping into the business today? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it was—it's somewhat of a sacrifice, but if it's something you're passionate about, you know, I think working as an intern for a company that you respect—that's making the kind of movies you like. If you work really hard, you know, hopefully you get a chance, and when you get a chance, hopefully you can, you know, prove yourself. You know, I was bartending at night and working for free during the day and you know if i hadn't gotten that break i don't know you know really where i would be today but you know i think it's worth it and you can learn about the business and you can learn whether whether it's something you actually want to do or not but you know working for free is tough but it's definitely a way in the door i'd hire some people to, to work on on this film side by side and uh you know we got really lucky with with the guys we worked with but you know, there's always space for somebody that works hard and gets the job done and is responsible and, and follows through on what they say. I mean, there's nothing better for me to be, to, to be able to task someone with, with a, a, a project and feel confident that, you know, the end of the day they're going to come back to me and with an update that it's done and they're not going to drop the ball. I mean, it's just, it's, those types of people are always in demand. You know, Chris, I think there's a misconception that movie making is filled with a bunch of flakes and goof-offs, but in reality, there are some very responsible, hard-working people uh, who do what they say they're going to do, right? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, it's it's a highly competitive field. You know, every not everyone, but a lot of people come out of college, don't even go to college. A lot of people want to be in the entertainment industry, in the film and movie industry, Um and that's one of the reasons they can get people to work these crazy hours and work for free as they're coming up. So, you know, it's, it's a, I think it's a very competitive field and therefore the people that stick around and make it, you know, are the people who are, you know, hardworking, smart, competent people. Um, this kind of, it's a total meritocracy. There's really no room for anybody who screws up or wants to, you know, make it a big, party and, and, you know, not do what they say, you're not going to last 
very long. And so what advice would you have for someone just jumping into the filmmaking business right now? I would tell someone jumping in today to just be passionate about it, do the work. If you if you have an idea for a movie or a short, you know, set a date and you you know that you're going to shoot it. This is the day we're going to do it and you'll be surprised how motivated uh you can make yourself and also you know it sounds like a cliche but the harder you work the luckier you get you know once you set things in motion there's so many other people out there who want to be involved in a project a good project a bad project it doesn't matter you know people once they see that you're serious you have a little thing that you want to shoot you have an idea you have a camera you know people will jump in and help you sometimes it's very professional people you know um everyone's looking for a good project it's not always you know facilities aren't always looking to make a bunch of money sometimes there it's exciting to work with a young person who's passionate and has an idea and you know it doesn't matter if you if you make mistakes or it comes out like crap you know that's part of the process and and it you know when you're making mistakes you're learning and as long as you're out there doing it you're going to get better and better and then when someone comes along, like in my case, like Keanu, hey, you know, he he saw that I had made a documentary before. He got a chance to watch that, and I think that's why he approached me. If I hadn't been kind of in the trenches all those years, still trying to make shorts and learning the craft, I might not have been in a position where someone would actually put their trust in me for a bigger project. So, you know, just go out there and do it and enjoy it while you're doing it, and, you know, good things will happen to you if you work hard. So where can we see some of your stuff, Chris? The Crazy Legs documentary, I believe, is on Netflix. And Side by Side should be in a bunch of film festivals this summer all around the world in the United States. And then in August, there'll be a kind of a limited theatrical release, I believe, and then a big uh, VOD on, um, on cable, you know, video, video on demand. Um, and then, you know, some of the other movies I've, I've post-supervised, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're on uh, Netflix and, and places like that. Excellent. So, Chris, uh, someone listening to this podcast today will say to someone else, hey, I just heard this, and it's a great piece of advice. Give us uh, a, a great, uh, uh, some great words of wisdom. <laughs> my, my great words of wisdom that I want to be remembered by? I guess, uh, you know, work hard and have a positive attitude and be responsible and uh, really try to enjoy what you're doing. It just makes uh, the work better and it makes life better for you and everybody. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today on Spidcast. Thanks. I feel like I just gave a motivational speech. So that was fun. Spidcast, brought to you by Indie Source Magazine, the fastest growing independent filmmaker resource and the only free publication of its kind. Their mission is to bring you not only stories of the industry's highly celebrated, but also stories and insights from players in all areas of the media creation process. At IndieSource, they believe free is better, and we agree. Visit them at IndieSourceMag.com. Spitcast. We continue now with a special guest. He has his own web series. Welcome, Maurizio. Well, actually, you are on television without the pictures. Oh, 
good because I get so worried because I dress all up so nice right now for you, but I realize I, you don't see me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maurizio, I can assure our audience that you are a very, very handsome fellow. Yeah, right now I wear really nice uh, suit, masculino shoes. You'll love these. Uh, and I'm making a sauce right now, so if I seem a little uh, distracted, it's, uh, don't worry, I make the sauce. Well, then that takes us to another topic. I- is it sauce or is it gravy? Uh, see, this is the problem. <laughs> gravy, you will never call this gravy. In Italy, we call la salsa. Got it, la salsa. Sometimes, uh, you know, American Italian call it gravy. It's okay. And as long as it tastes good, it's fine with me. Well, yeah, that's fine with me, too. Uh, so, tell us a bit about your story, Maurizio. I come from Italy. I moved here to the United States to go to uh, Juilliard. I'm a piano player. You did not know? I play the piano. Very nice. And uh, I meet my wife, Nanette. She beautiful. She have a beautiful leg. This lady, she beautiful. So, I stay here, United States, because this country has uh, so much to offer, like a, like a, like a grills. Like, you know, you grill on Sunday time, or Americans grill, or the hamburger, I love this. And you get the best deals in the United States. So they decided to do a show about me, I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, I'm very happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> as, as well you should be. And I hear that your show is based on true stories, all things that have happened to you, is that right? Yeah, yeah, this is the, these things... Uh, if you watch the season, uh, one episode I play soccer and I, I lose one ball. But this happened, it's true. One time I play so hard, I lose the ball. So now I take good care of the one I have left, if you know what I mean, right? So this happened in my life. And uh, uh, like, uh, for example, uh, in another episode, I have, uh, I make a deal with the car dealership, you know, like uh, I go lower and he go higher and then I go even lower. But this is how Italians, we like to make the best deal. But... I don't understand. Everybody loves this show. They make a big deal. But all Italians like this. All Italians like this. So in Italy, this is normal. You know what I mean? So wait a second now. You're trying to make a deal for the car. Are you a Ferrari man or a Lamborghini man? Oh, you know what? I tell you what I really love. Alfa Romeo. You know this car? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is my favorite car. The two-seater Spider. Alfa Romeo is the best car. I love this car. Yeah, that works for me. So where do you see your series headed in the future? Well, you want to know the truth. I probably see Maurizio series coming to like a big TV station, like HBO original series. It'd be like Maurizio show and then it'd be me, the star, with all my friends. Also, I see in the future... All the ladies love Maurizio, you know. Oh, say, sorry. Yeah, my, my wife, she, she's listening. Sorry, Nanette. You know, they look but no touch. <laughs> look but no touch. A good policy, I'd say. Uh, so, Maurizio, I hear you had an interesting experience at the L.A. Web Series Festival. Oh, yeah. You know, I go because I don't know if I win a award, if I don't. I just want to have a good time. So they asked Maurizio to be on this panel uh, for women in a web series. And they get confused when I show up because I'm not a woman. But it's okay because I make everybody laugh. I was running around all over the place having a good time. And everybody loves Maurizio, you know. Everybody get a kick out of me. They laugh. We have a good time. We actually, we won two big awards. We won uh, the best comedy web series and the best actress 
in a comedy web series. Again, I'm confused why they say actress, but it's okay because it's an award. Well, congratulations on that. And tell us about the other well, stuff. Hold on a minute, I forgot. I have a la salsa on the sofa. Oh, mannaccia la miseria, dimenticato la salsa, I bruciato that's I'm sorry, I have to go to a check on the salsa right now. I think I brought, you know what, I passed, I passed the phone over to my daughter, uh, Melanie, okay? I come back, okay? Okay, Maurizio, take care now. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Take the phone, Mel. Hello? Melanie. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me on. You are quite welcome. Uh, your buddy there is quite the pistol. You know what? He is quite the character, and uh, he is just like nonstop. Well, he's a walking show. So uh, please excuse him if he's a little all over the place. He is full of life. So uh, tell us, is his sauce excellent or what? I have to say that his sauce is the best sauce in the world. And I go home. I would go home every Sunday, and we'd have dinner, and I'd have pasta and some meatballs, and it'd be like heaven. I miss it. Sounds wonderful. So, Melody, tell us a bit about your history with Maurizio. Okay. Well, Maurizio is. Uh, I'm portraying my father, my real Italian father, and um, I kind of grew up imitating him because he's such a character, and he really like you know people. I think I over-exaggerate, and then when they meet him, they're like, oh, wow, you're actually not over-exaggerating him at all. He's, he's even, like, worse than how I portray him. Not worse, but, you know, he's more of a character. So um, it was pretty much ingrained in me, so it's easy for me to step into that character. I, I now i got to ask, what, is, uh, what does Dad think about all this? You know, at first, when, when he saw the series, my mom told me that he would watch it really closely and, and be like, do I really, is that me? <laughs> like, like, is that really how I act? <laughs> but then he really, um, very, in the Maurizio fashion, really got a kick out of it and showed all his friends and was like, you know, he, he kind of is like a mini celebrity amongst his group of friends, <laughs> even though it's not him in it. He really enjoys it and um, he doesn't take offense to it and he... He sometimes even calls me and will tell me stories of things that happened to, like, incorporate into the show. So I think he's kind of thinking he's a producer on the show sometimes. A producer, yeah. Probably waiting for a check as we speak. Yeah, right? He's waiting for his commission. He's like, when am I get my 10%? I'm like, when do I get mine? So now, in one of the episodes, Maurizio does stand-up comedy. Have you ever done stand-up? You know, I have never done stand-up, and to be honest, it really scares me a lot. I, I, I give stand-up comedian so much credit because it's so hard even when we did the episode um when Maurizio did stand up it, it was easier because when you're in character you can it gives you creative freedom to really do anything but it's still really hard because it's just you up there and everyone's like just sitting there and waiting for you to make them laugh so I it's really scares me maybe one day I'll attempt it but I don't know <laughs> I highly doubt it so no stand-up but tell us about the things you have done well, so I'm from New York, um, born and raised in New York, um, Italian background. We actually lived in Italy when I was a, when I was a little girl, so um, I learned Italian and we spoke it in the house. And I started acting when I was about eight, and I was on and off. I was really shy as a kid, so I didn't get really far because I'd get to auditions and then like not say a word. So I didn't get hired a lot, but then I started acting again um, after high school, and I was doing pretty well in New York. I did, you know, like the New York shows, The Sopranos and Law and & Order and things like that. And then I started doing voiceovers, which um, 
I kind of totally fell into. And I auditioned for um, the promo voice of the Disney Junior Channel from New York, and I got it. And I had to move to L.A. for it, which was really hard for me because, you know, my family and friends were all in New York. But I did it. I took the plunge. I figured, what's so bad about going to L.A. with a job? So I came here, and I've been here for about two years now. And um, we started the Mauricio Show, I'd say, about a year ago. And we have 14 episodes, and it's got a lot of really good press. And it's opened a lot of doors for me. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Very cool. And, and you know what? There is still a huge fan base. So please tell us, what did we see you as on The Sopranos? Oh, I was actually in the last, the very last episode, which was so cool to be in the last episode. I was actually in the last casting session that they ever had for The Sopranos. And I played Bobby Bacala. If you watch the show, you know who he is, his niece. And, you know, at the end he dies. So if you didn't watch it, sorry, you should have watched it. <laughs> but he dies, and I'm at his funeral, and I have uh, a scene with everyone, Meadow and AJ, and it was really cool. It was really cool to be there for the last episode, too, because everyone was, like, really emotional, and uh, it was just a really cool experience. Oh, man, what a wonderful experience to be part of that filmmaking history. Yeah, yeah, it really, really was. And David Chase directed us, and it was really cool. So, Melanie, share with us a bit about you venturing into the online video world. Well, you know, um, when I first got to L.A., everyone was doing, everyone has been doing web series for a really long time. And my manager, Dan Katoya, was like, you know, I really want you to do something and showcase your comedy because no one knows that you're that you're funny. He's, he introduced me to another partner of his, which is Brian Belenkoff, who shoots and edits the Maurizio Show. And uh, we had a little meeting, and I had had this idea for a while to play my father just because um, I, I just knew it so well. And we, kind of, we were like, you know what, let's just start shooting. Just me and Brian, we would write um, an episode. We would not really write out the episode, but write, write the plot points, you know, write the arc, and then kind of just improvise from there because I found that improvising was much easier for me and we found a lot more of, like, the gold from improvising. And we just literally next the next week started shooting and started going in public and being like, let's try this in public because there's a big public element to most episodes that we shoot, kind of like hidden camera style. And um, I, we were pleasantly surprised with what came out. I mean, we, I didn't know. I didn't, think, I didn't know if it was going to be a total disaster or if it was going to be a real success. And it, and it turned out to be really funny. And people seem to really, really like Maurizio. He's a really endearing character. <laughs> he is indeed that. And what would you say to people who are just thinking about getting into filmmaking? Well, when people ask me that, I usually say just to start. You know, because that's the hardest part is just to get on your feet and start, whether it be starting to write, starting to just shoot, starting to, if you have characters you want to play, starting to just go shopping for that character's clothes and start experimenting with that character um, or videotaping yourself just to start. Because once you get that ball rolling and you never look back, and I find that that's the hardest part. People do a lot of talking. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. I think this is a good idea. And if you just do it, you could find out what works and what doesn't work. Great advice, Melanie. How has uh, collaboration helped in your projects? Well, we've collaborated with um, a couple people like Taryn Southern, who she has a really big online presence. I'm sure you guys know who she is. And uh, Katie Upton, who is more of a model, and um, some other people along the way. But the best thing about collaborating is just cross-promotion. 
especially to get people to watch your stuff, and then for your audience to watch whoever you're collaborating with. So it really benefits both people because, you know, I doubt people who are checking out Katie Upton, this, like, bikini model, are looking for this, like, Italian man. But then when they watch it, they realize, oh, this is actually really funny, and vice versa. So I suggest that to any web uh, creators to cross-promote and find people that they want to work with. And also when you work with other artists, it's just fun, you know? It's interesting. They add another flavor to whatever it is that you're doing. And tell us about some things you have coming up. I just did an episode of Kung Fu Panda, which um, is a cartoon. Right now I know they have the movie, but I just did um, an episode. I play a uh, snow leopard. And um, we're also developing a couple other web series. One web series um, where I play like a Latina like singer kind uh, who's uh, ready to drop her single. <laughs> so that is um, something that we're working on. And another, another web series that's um, I can't really talk about too much about it because we haven't released a lot of information, but I'll be playing lots of different characters, probably like about 10 characters, and that will also will have another kind of public hidden camera element to it as well. So you can look out for that. All right, chance to give a little shameless plug here. Where can we see all things Melanie? Oh, well, you can see all things Melanie. You can go to, um, I have a website. It's melanieminikino.com, and you can see what's going on. You can also see the Maurizio Show at themaurizioshow.com as well. And um, on those sites, there's a Twitter and Facebook links to all that, and you can check that out. Melanie Minichino, thank you for joining us today on Spidcast. Thank you so much. Oh, you know what? Actually, Maurizio is looking at me right now. He's like giving me a look that he wants to say goodbye. Can you, can you, can you hold on a second? I'm going to give the phone to him. A- absolutely. So sorry, so sorry. I was uh, making sauce. I thought I forgot that I, I want to. I have a question for you now, uh, Michael. Uh, I see these people on the speedcast with the stickers. Uh, the says speedcast. I would like uh, one of these stickers. Is this a possibility? Um. Yes. I usually trade stickers for pasta dinners, though. <laughs> you are very smart, man. Okay. I give you. I give you this. You come over here, I make you a nice pasta, maybe a little salsiccia, uh, bolognese, I don't know. Also, I give you the secret, okay? But only between you and me, okay? (laughs) Well, that's an offer I can't refuse. Maurizio, thank you so much for joining us today on Spidcast. No, thank you very much. I'm so excited to to hear this and see myself on TV. Uh, TV without pictures. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. I forget. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thanks for listening to our Spidcast show. We appreciate your time and attention. You can now join the conversation at spidvid.com or on our Spidvid blog. And you can join our collaborative filmmaking community at spidvid.com. Tune in next month for another entertaining and informative episode of Spidcast. Spidcast. 